Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back, back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Ooh, almost threw me off I am there. your host, Freddie oh. Revis. And, uh, <laughs> Who, sir, are you? And the producer, uh, Matt Duncan. And, uh, wow, I guess we're just throwing each other off right now. Yeah, am I am I cracking you up or what? What's yeah, I know. The pa- I guess the pauses, I, uh, it uh, threw me off a little bit. So I guess I just volleyed that tennis ball right back to you. Hey, baby, nothing, nothing funnier than a pregnant pause, right? Yes. <laughs> <sighs> um, so, you know, if you're, you're tuning in, you're checking us out. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, if you want to continue to do so, Matt, where are people going to like find our stuff? Uh, like just like on the ground or? Well, the ground is one place that's not going to help us very much. If you do see it there, pick it up. Go to dunkspodcast.com. All our links are there for all the ways to subscribe. You know, just listen on your favorite podcatcher. And we'll just keep coming in week after week with some fun basketball knowledge. <laughs> I like it. Uh, and what if they're like, oh, my head, my head is so cold and so oh. I don't want to be itchy. <laughs> is it uh, starting? I mean, it did get a little bit cooler today. So I guess we can bring the fact that we do have some of the Confederacy of Dunks toques. We do have the merch. And, you know, uh, winter is coming if you ever watch Game of Thrones. That's right. uh, so we do need to prepare always. And you, you know what? It's good to test them out in the heat as well because they are anti-itch toques, the only uh, ones of their kind. So, uh, you know, it's practically a magic trick you want to buy. That's right. Uh, and <laughs> people want to, you know, they want to go all the way in on us as yeah. an investment. They want to they help us grow and yeah. like, you know, like buy big towers and big yeah. cities. Just get know? like bigger mics, bigger headphones. That's right. Uh, more sound effects. Yeah, it, that would be our Patreon. If you want to become a subscriber on our Patreon, we've got a bunch of different tiers where you you get a little bit more the higher you go up. And, you know, we even, we even created a, a cheaper one where you can just throw us a couple bucks and, you know, just be a part of the team and support us and we'll give you a nice shout out for that. That's right. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, scrimmages are back. Um, scrimmages are, are back. Happening, happening in the bubble. Are they done? Uh, we're done with scrimmages for the Raptors, right? We're done. Yeah. Uh, there might be a couple more scrimmages tonight, but but the wraps are the wraps are done. Um, uh, what's popping? Uh, Jack Carlo, Lou Williams, we will get to that for yeah. sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, before we kind of jump into the podcast, uh, just touching base on, you know, some of the things we've been covering um, in our podcast intros, and that's of course, um, you know, Black Lives Matter, uh, defund the police, and uh, you know, uh, we're thinking about everyone in, uh, who's protesting in Portland right mm-hmm. now. Um, you know, obviously the Wall of Vets, the Wall of Moms, mm-hmm. uh, all the walls of people who didn't get a Facebook or Twitter meme. Uh, we're thinking about you. We support you. Um, scary, uh, scary times. Uh, for a lot of folks standing up to police right now. Uh, but uh, in, in a positive um, note, uh, I, I think I told listeners maybe a couple of weeks ago that me and my partner had signed up to get uh, the food share uh, veggie box, uh, smashing white supremacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not received the box yet, Yeah, but um, it's coming order. Yeah. We, we, we were in the waiting list and now that's over. Uh, and actually we got a message that's saying that's their, their operations are really growing. So food share smashing white supremacy box, go out and get yourself one. And, uh, and maybe you can say, we can send you pic- each other pictures of what we make. Who knows? Oh, um, maybe I'll yeah. get in on this. Do they, do they deliver to the GTA? They better. <laughs> and they're expanding. So if they don't be like, I really wish you could get that white supremacy, smashing white supremacy box <laughs> yeah, down the new market. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because they'd be like, holy shit, people in Newmarket, they get yeah. it too. Yeah, they definitely um, need it here. 
Hell yeah. Uh, well, I mean, without further ado, uh, lots of fun basketball stuff to talk about. And let's see if I can do this a little bit smoother than I do the intros or the, uh, the send off at the end of the pod. But Maddie, if you're ready, say the words. Okay. Okay. Okay, right. Uh, how's everybody doing? Um, welcome to the uh, pod. Let's get hopping here on the uh, the first guest. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in because his background uh, on Zoom is so hilarious and amazing, uh, and I feel like that's just a good jumping off point. Um, <laughs> actually, both my guests are on the east side of Toronto, so we got a, a nice fun east west thing going on. Um, sorry. I don't even know what kind of crappy intro this is. The next guest is amazing. His name's Alan Shane Lewis. He's hilarious uh, in every regard. Follow him on everything um, and give it up as loud as you can for Alan Shane Lewis. Let my sting play out. That was nice. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, Anytime. And uh, honestly, I think you owe me money for how hot that intro was. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair point. I'll give you a quarter serve for that. Okay. Freddie, I'm Uh, surprised you haven't brought up the bump game in a while. Usually you, every few times you see Alan, you have to bring it up. You know what? It's it's pretty good that you're bringing that up right now. (laughs) Because I should say me and Alan are officially even. Um, we are in a, in a shared NBA 2K league. Oh, uh, and I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I'm not very good at the game. I'm also <laughs> not very good at like the system, like navigating that kind of stuff. And um, I got an invite from what I thought was a comedian, Patrick Hakeem, and I was playing him, and I was honestly doing pretty good. Durant was going off, but I was doing all right uh, for me, which is like down 15. But <laughs> Um, then I kept getting these invites from Patrick Hakeem and Alex Pavone kept saying like, what are you doing? Like, and I, so I thought I was doing something wrong. So then I pressed like the main PlayStation button and went out and joined the game from Patrick Hakeem thinking it was going to bring Alex Pavone's audio in so he could like, so we could all talk. Yeah. Anyways, all very complicated. But what, what actually happened was I was playing with Alan um, who must have been taking it easy on me. Uh, and then we made it to the fourth quarter and it was like, I think three minutes to go. Yeah. And I just basically quit the game. Did, did, you, did you not hear me during the whole game? No. No, eh? <laughs> I was talking. I was having a full car. Like, yeah, play, buddy. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess he doesn't have a headphone or a, a microphone, but he can, he can hear my voice. <laughs> oh, man. You're, that's so like... But that's so paying it forward on your part. You're like, Freddie, I know Freddie can relax to my voice. Yeah. I'll just be kind to him. And uh, yeah, I repaid you by, by wasting, I guess, solid 40 minutes of your time. <laughs> you know, we had fun. We played for fun. Yeah, well, I actually tried really, really hard. You were probably <laughs> playing for fun, but uh, I, I did pretty good. But um, let's bring on let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's been on the podcast a bunch. Uh, also super hilarious. Since I said it for Alan, also lives on the East End. So we're doing Uh-oh. East East End, West End thing. You know what I mean, Don Valley Pod. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's just bring him on. He uh, is a. Uh, yeah, he's a basketball savant, um, and he has a really cool overhead shot, which goes in a lot. Give it up for Matt McCready. Yeah! Yeah! What's up, buddy? I always say something during the um, intro uh, song, but I, I, I kind of blank there. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Uh, I don't play NBA 2K, but I love Overcooked 2, so if anyone wants to play with me in that, Ooh. I'm open. I... Yes. Also, oh, sorry. You know what? I I loved Overcooked one, but oh, I, I can play I would, that too. I would also like Overcooked two, right? You would. It's it's just the same game, but they tweaked a little bit of stuff. It just kind of flows a little bit better. The controls are a little bit tighter. That's okay. a great game to break up to if you like. It. Like if you're dating somebody, and you just both play that game at a party. That's just a good <laughs> cool. way to fall. Like find all the troubles. Like you know, <laughs> like, you have a, 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 a lemon. 
Yeah, it's so stressful. <laughs> oh, I, and like, and like, I get to a point where like I stop communicating and I start stealing the other people's stuff and doing it for them. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like if you're stuff. not chopping fast enough, I'll belly your person out of the way and start chopping. <laughs> like, How are they not chop chopping fast enough? That seems like a pretty automated part of the game. No, <laughs> right? It's a button. It's a button. Like I've worked in kitchens before, so like I know kind of like all right, you get your prep station, you do your thing, and move it on. But if you're not like you know, figuring it out. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just tuning out, tuning out, I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, uh, we're, we're gonna lose it. It's not my fault. That's all I'm gonna say. I would like to go two on two though. That'd be fun. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm into it. Okay, let's uh, let's jump into some basketball because since um, you know, the pandemic started, this is the first podcast where we're actually talking about on court basketball that isn't uh, horse. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, the last dance, um, Matt. If the you got that rapid was, sting, sorry. So the the horse ahead. game was pretty uh, disappointing. Looking back at it, you know, I was kind of excited <laughs> when I first little. heard about it. Me too. I totally dug it and watched it, but reflecting back, I'm like, oh, oh, I see. Real <laughs> basketball is much more entertaining. I mean, um, I love the big three, so my standards are low, and I didn't like the. Uh, the horse came too much. Okay, okay. Well, the big three was great. I think we can I, all agree. <laughs> oh, me and Freddie fight about the big three all the time. I love the big three. And I hate it so much. I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to cancel the league. Really? Four, four <laughs> no. point play. Let's do it. <laughs> Not at all. I don't mind the big three at all. Matt just knows so much more about it. So it makes me look bad. Um, <laughs> but uh, Okay. Let's talk some Raptors. Uh, Duncan, if you got that Raptor sting, would you give it to me? Um, okay, let's uh, let's go to um, let's go to you first, Alan. Um, the last scrimmage just just ended. Uh, the Raptors lost to Phoenix. Um, I think Pascal played the most minutes at twenty five minutes, so nobody cracked twenty six minutes. Nurse clearly, you know, wasn't hell bent on busting out his uh, his finest zones. Um, or having a strict rotation, everybody played. I saw that, you know, Watson got minutes and, you know, it was a full kind of, uh, everyone gets to play affair. Uh, you know, then you have the two wins against Portland um, and against uh, Houston, who we played first. Uh, so, yeah, what's your, what's your feelings from the, from the scrimmages? Uh, what was it like to see basketball again? It was great. It was great to see, see them uh, run again. It just goes to show you how deep this squad is and how you can just throw in different rotations, seeing like Matt Thompson go, was it four for four behind the three point line, taking very like assertive uh, three point jump shots, like early into the clock was like a fun to see. So I'm like really see, like glad to see his development. And uh, it was scary to see Freddie go down for a bit, but yes. um, I, I held my breath. I, I was just like, Oh, I, that's, that's yeah, that, that would happen. But <laughs> as did earlier in the season, we had injuries, but then you kind of just saw how uh, different people would just step up and you know, the, the show would keep going on. So yeah, it was just, yeah, just good to see how deep the roster is and yeah, no one's really lost their touch. They're all hitting three point shots and Serge is ready to fight on games. that don't mean anything. I love it. I love <laughs> seeing the intensity. Good, right? So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought someone was going to bring that up. Is that, you know, do you have a favorite moment from the scrimmages? Is it just seeing the players? Is it is it Serge being like, I'm down to fight? I think Serge ready to throw bows on Nurkic. Just like, <laughs> I will do this here with no fans. I don't care. This means everything to me. I'm like, there's the passion that I want to see from my, my Yeah. Serge being like, Serge being like, I understand a lot's going on, but get your hand out of my face. <laughs> it's like really good. It's like COVID's not the only thing you need to fear right now. Like yeah. he just had these fists up. I was ready to see that, you know? Um, McCready, what about you? Do you, do you have a, like a favorite scrimmage moment or is there kind of like, and you know, just, uh, yeah. And anything specific or just kind of, uh, like what's your takeaways? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a nihilist myself and, um, I was listening to, uh, the Duncan, uh, Hollinger podcast throughout the last few months and they had this uh, show all about different awards that you wouldn't necessarily seen given out in the NBA. They did the smartest player and they didn't label it the stupidest player out of respect. Uh, but they uh, labeled it the least aware player 
and they gave it to Stanley Johnson. And uh, watching Stanley Ouch. Johnson get his ankles broken and then airball two shots in a row was just classic Stanley. I really enjoyed seeing that. The game was already in hand. I felt great about the Raptors already. So it was just kind of funny to see Stanley Johnson go out there and really have no idea what, it, what to do on an NBA court. They had him <laughs> playing point guard. It was the best. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Like the sta- like I, I had a conversation with my brother after the first game, uh, Thomas, and we were just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, the Raptors, like everyone's amazing. And then we both just <laughs> took a breath and we were like, damn, Stanley Johnson still sucks. Eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, he made a couple nice passes. Like, nor- you know, he, he did a couple okay things, but then there's just something about him that seems like, I don't know, closer to me on a basketball court than like a professional. <laughs> totally. like to, piggyback on Alan's com- to piggyback on Alan's comment though, I really did like to see Matt Thomas go out there. He kind of, re- I feel like maybe not like JJ Redick, but maybe like a poor man's JJ Redick might be his future. Like, I don't know if his shot versatility is that of like uh, JJ. I don't know if he can get it off, like uh, curling off of screens as quickly and as efficiently as uh, JJ can. But I saw a lot of interesting stuff from him in that game. Yeah, Matt, I mean, Matt Thomas, I think, is someone whose confidence is only growing. And we'll, we'll get to the, you know, the, the rest of the league. But I think that early on, it was an easy decision for most of the players and most of the staff to just launch threes as a way to kind of ease back into this. That's so right. I think in this particular setting, he's like, oh, we're launching threes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm the best at that. And, <laughs> and I think though, like hopefully he can carry that confidence and be an unconscious shooter, you know, even when the games are tight and it's like, you know, we're, we're, we're down by three or something like that because he, he, he's not a chucker either, which makes him, he's a really kind of interesting guy. Cause I think he, he can make the odd kind of like handoff. He's a decent passer. Um, he's not a terrible dribbler. I think defense is basically, you know, is always going to be his issue because he gets hunted for mismatches. He's surprisingly feisty on the boards. He is. There's these games where he gets like six or seven rebounds. You're like, how did that even happen? You know? Totally. Um, Like shooters like that, they just know, like they can recognize a bounce off of a shot. They're like, okay, that's going to go off back rim, going to go off to the side. Just kind of knows where to go. Yeah. the, The one play that always stands out to me, like, like, uh, there's a Western Conference play where Kobe misses and uh, Meta World Peace rebounds. And Meta World was like, r- as soon as Kobe shot it, he was running to the spot where Kobe missed it. Um, and it was that yeah, guy's was, a basketball savant, man. Meta World Peace. He, oh my god, he's fun guy to watch. I mean, he's amazing. He, he a basketball savant is actually, I think, a term that gets thrown around too much. But it's a you called me a basketball savant, <laughs> and I'm bad at most elements of basketball. <laughs> Honestly, even though I say it once a pod, once per guest, basketball <laughs> savant is thrown out way too much. No, I was gonna say, uh, Meta World is that like he's so clinical and. See him um, in the big three next summer. Yeah, check him in the big three. I hate the big three, so I won't be watching. <laughs> uh, cool. You know, I, I was going to say um, one, one of my nice moments um, was actually seeing Jack and Devlin. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was Intro nice. the game. I, you know, I know that's kind of cheesy. And just seeing Kyle. Like, yeah. there's something about Kyle that is different for me than the rest of the players where – Kyle looked like he was having a blast, like on the bench. He was just smiling so much. Exactly. Like seeing him have fun and, and also be really competitive. And you know, that moment where Portland decided to go big with Nurkic and Whiteside. And we just kind of like, we we took a couple punches and then we just started nailing threes and we spread them out. Like this team's IQ is so fun to watch because you, maybe you can beat them for four or five minutes, but they'll adjust. And, um, it's, yeah, well, those it's out there. You, I mean, you might as well go. If, if Carmelo's playing the three and you got Nurkic at the four and Whiteside, probably like <laughs> one of the least mobile players in the league at five. Like, I mean, it, it seems to, to be like, you know, you can look at that shot selection and be like, well, the Raptors were doing the easy thing and taking threes, but like, that's what you do against a team like that. And I think it just shows the intelligence of the players and nurse himself. Totally. Um, okay. Matt, uh, McCready, sorry. Two mats on one episode, you know, it's a fun time. <laughs> It's every um, time I do the podcast, I'm used to it. Yeah, and I'm not, apparently. Um, but, uh, yeah, McCready, um, 
with yep. these eight games coming up, uh, is there one game that you're kind of looking forward to more than the others or? Well, you know, the you first game in? against LeBron, it's pretty exciting to see a game in general that matters. That's going to be pretty fun. But outside of just that, um, I would go with Boston because it's the most important game uh, yeah. for the Raptors. Like the, the only real movement they can make in the standings is to move down to three. And obviously that would be uh Boston jumping them and Boston got such a cream puff schedule that like it's in play. It's not likely, but it's in play. But if the Raptors take that game, it's nearly impossible for Boston to, to pass them. So it's a big game. Yeah. It's a huge game. Um, and a lot of games to choose from too, because you know, the bucks will probably be like a sort of measuring stick game, I guess, depending on mm-hmm. who plays. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh Alan, is there any game that are, are you Boston? You Philly? I think yeah. Fox, I think like Lakers? my my real answer is probably those guys. But just for fun, I'm going to switch it up and say the Nuggets. Just want to see Bull Bull hit some threes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Michael Porter see- Junior. has been looking good too. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. Honestly, all those like injured reserve guys they had just sitting around are like coming back, and they're like they're legit top players. And I was a big fan of Bull Bull so much so that I got so mad in our uh, our two K league when uh, Chris Wilson drafted him. I was like, I know the, the potential and secret of Bull Bull. He's got like a, a, a great high release, good threes. I've been watching his videos from like Hoop Mixtape and like uh, Ball His Life for so so long. I'm like, that's a mobile seven two man with good good range, like legit range, and he can create for himself. So yeah, like okay, when, when he first like after that scrimmage when he, when Bull Bull like it kind of first blew up. What I was confused uh, about was like you know people were kind of talking about it like it was a joke. But then when I watched the game, I was like, Bobo is not a joke. Mm-mm. Yeah. Like he really can move well. Uh, his length is incredible. And his stroke doesn't look like, you know how like Boucher shoots the three yeah, and it's, it's like, kind of like, he knows. Yeah, exactly. Actually, uh, McCready shoots like that, but he never misses. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a savant. <laughs> it's, it's a savant thing. Yeah. Um, I'm a savant because I shoot 30% on mid-range twos. That's, that's my uh, savant skill. Honestly, uh, everyone's a savant if you're on this pod. <laughs> Underdog put that on a t-shirt. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where were we? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, bull bull is amazing. Like, um, uh, he might average 10 turnovers a game, but other than that, I think he's great. Yeah. Are they going to start him a point too? <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say the team I was looking forward to the most was, um, was kind of the Laker game. Uh, but I, your guys' answers are better because my answer, uh, I didn't do enough standings research. And looking at it again, I was like, oh, that, that doesn't really add up. But I was going to say it would be nice for the Raptors to finish with the second best record in the NBA. Um, so oh, if, yeah, they could, yeah. if they could catch the Lakers, um, but then, you know, then I, I'm still in this weird home court thing. So it's yeah. not like we get, we get what happened against Golden State where that first game, at least you're in Toronto, you know. But uh, – yeah, I wonder. I mean, the Raptors also completely uh, beat up on the lower teams, you know, uh, during the season. I think there was something like 19 and one or something against the teams below five. But I can't remember what exactly the stat was. It was something like a 950 win percentage. And uh, without those teams in the bubble and the fact that the Raptors didn't get a Phoenix or a, uh, you know, San Antonio on their schedule. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I don't love their chances of catching L.A. unless L.A. really takes it easy, which is definitely a possibility. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, th- there's definitely a chance that they could fall down to three. Okay. McCready last, uh, last, uh, Raptors question. Um, are, do you have any playoff worries? Oh, I think I just said that, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So like for falling uh, into the third and having to go through the tougher bracket. Yeah. I mean, going through, yeah, you fall to third and then you have to go through uh, Milwaukee in the second round. Um, who I think are just kind of getting shafted by a lot of media pundits in terms of Wait, how good they were this year. Milwaukee, no, no, Milwaukee would be, that's only if we felt the fourth. Because because Milwaukee's like, I think they're right. clear, you they're are clear right. in first. You are so, right. Never mind then. Um, but regardless, it would much be harder. Ra- Sorry. Yes. I, I mean, I'd much rather play either uh, Orlando or Brooklyn than Indiana, despite um, uh, Sabonis' injuries. Hundred percent, and it, and it's like, you know, I keep hearing different finals predictions and and different odds, like you know, like uh, 
Clippers odds and Lakers odds. And I just feel like no one's factoring in enough that um, the one and two seeds of the East get a buy and basically no other team in the playoffs does. And yep. I think, I think that's just massive. Um, and especially experiencing a playoff run last time, mm-hmm. like it was really important that we beat the magic in five, even though it was like, not the, you know, mo- yeah, it was a pretty convincing, it was a gentleman sweep, but yeah. Like the, if you're, if you play Doncic in the first round, it's just, it's just such a ridiculous difference than playing Karis Levert. Um, and even and- like, I, even on the West side, uh, if you fin- if you're the first seed, you're playing the eighth and whoever wins the eighth is the hottest team out of those nine teams or whatever or at the bottom. So you're playing a team that is playing its best basketball of the season, despite the fact that doesn't have necessarily the star power of the other teams. Although Ja Morant has looked fucking deadly in Memphis so far. Yeah. Um, Alan, do you have any, any playoff worries? Um, I think we kind of saw it like those type of injuries, those kind of freak things that can just, you know, take off a player and seeing all that rust being kind of shaken off from, mm-hmm. I guess, what, four months of just like doing absolutely nothing. You're, you're hoping they did something. Um, yeah. Just seeing players get back into game shape and just hoping that like everyone kind of holds up, even though I do like, I do believe that we are that deep that we can kind of recover from that. It just pains me to see players just go down after like all that. Cause like I, me personally, like I am so afraid to go back onto a court right now and just trying to jump or anything like that. Cause it's just like, I already seen a friend who um, tore his ACL just like going back one day and just like just jumping off again. So um, hey. just, I just want to, you know, protect, protect my babies, my, my rat babies. Just hopefully they're all, they're yeah. all good, you know, I see them together. Were you going to say something, McCready? No, I would just, uh, I said, yikes to the ACL tear. Uh, oh yeah. Or, or yeah. the Achilles tear. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was thinking more as far as like playoff worries. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, we kind of get into the zone, like every podcast I listen to, you know, the, 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 every, every Raptors doubter says the same thing, which is that uh, we're going to have a tough time finding clutch scoring in the half court, in the playoffs mm. against a good defense. And, uh, you know, if we play Boston, Miami, uh, Philly, or Milwaukee, and maybe even Indiana, like we are going to play a really good defense. So I yeah. think that will be a problem. And, but you know, I think I'm, I'm more on, on, on your side, uh, Alan, uh, is injuries. I think the healthiest team is going to win the championship this year. Mm. So I, and I feel like the Raptors are, we're eight deep, but it's a very shared eight. Uh, so it's not like, you know, if the Clippers lose Lou Williams and we lose Fred, it, our loss is more substantial. Yeah, because I think we're, we're, we we need Fred. We need Norm. We need every little guy to kind of do their thing. Yeah. It's funny that I use the expression "little guy" because they're all bigger than me. <laughs> but uh, well, well, um, if 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 going by schematic uh, worries, uh, I think one kind of came up in the game against Phoenix today. Um, namely, uh, I was I was intrigued watching them when they uh, brought up the starting lineup because uh, uh, Cam Johnson. And uh, Mikhail Bridges, I, I'm kind of a fan of both of them. Bridges uh, kind is of, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and even Johnson. Like they got like Phoenix got crapped on so hard for t- making that pick. And in the moment, I didn't know much about Cam Johnson, but like you know, people were like saying like, "Oh, this uh, more about franchise was picking this awful player." Uh, and it kind of reminded me of when the Kings picked uh, Papa G back in the day. I thought like this guy might be a Papa G type of player, even an Arujo, because they're like he's older and he has injury history. Uh, but I mean, like he's six, seven or six, nine, uh, and he can shoot 43% from three. And if you're that tall, you're just less likely to be a, a, a problem on defense. Uh, and, uh, if you're that tall, you're also able to spread the floor even more so than like a guy like Matt Thomas, who's six, two and able to shoot uh, the same, uh, degree. But anyways, so back to the Raptors, um, they were spaced out and the Raptors give up the most corner threes in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be a result of the fact that the Raptors play really good defense. And that might be the one thing that is there at the very end of the shot clock. Yeah. But it's also schematically something that can happen because they do encourage a lot of gambling and a lot of like double teaming in the, in the half court as well. So if we go up against a team who has incredible shooting on the wings, um, it could be a problem for the Raptors in the playoffs defensively. Yeah, no, that, that's a good, I mean, you know, my, and Miami, Milwaukee and Boston, like they have shooters. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, you had something. I was gonna say, yeah, the shooters in the East. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Philly will be like, yeah, okay, no. can you stop Corkmaz? <laughs> can you stop Corkmaz from hitting some threes? All right. Good. Yeah. If Corkmaz is the biggest problem we have with Philly, I'm okay with that series. Um, <laughs> a okay, good way to uh, stop uh, Josh Richardson from uh, hitting three pointers is picking in your fantasy draft. Just do that. You'll <laughs> just stop doing that for. Oh my house. God. I had Richardson for like a month or two in, in one of my leagues. And I was like, excuse me. I, I thought it was a situation where there was another Jay Richardson on Philly <laughs> on my team. And I was like, who, who is this John Richardson? Yeah. And then what yeah, I looked it up. I was like, Oh, that is him. The guy in Miami. Who's amazing. Hmm. Like, okay, that's cool. You're just going to not do this. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Well, I didn't play fantasy this year, but I, I, I was playing as this alligator cook and overcooked too. And boy, he was a real stinker. <laughs> oh yeah. The alligator cooks no good. He wants everything to have that like Bayou flavor and he's just very crocodile. <laughs> sorry. I tried to make an alligator crocodile joke. It fell flat. Hey, I'm um, sorry. I derailed the podcast as much as I do with that sidebar. So please continue. <laughs> No, let's, uh, let's, yeah, let's continue. Let's move on to some uh, NBA stuff. Um, Maddie, if you got that NBA sting, give it to me. I like how focused you were there. Mr. Oh, Mr. you know Matt what? Duncan? Sometimes I forget that I'm on the camera. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> Never forget you're on the camera. We're Never forget. Truman Show. Man. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Alan. Um, let's uh, let's let's go with you uh, on on this one. So this is a it's a bit of a fun news piece. So um, Jack Harlow, what's popping? Hopefully not the bubble. Um, <laughs> Lou Williams getting chicken at uh, at. at Magic, uh, is it Magic City? Yeah, Magic City. Um, so I don't know of any other player that has like uh, mischievously broken the bubble. Um, I know Bruno went to get an Uber, he went to get some food, creatine. <laughs> it was a poutine. Yeah, we went to get a poutine. No, no, it was creatine, it was, it was oh, protein creatine. powder, not a poutine. poutine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Canadian way is is poutine. Yeah, he went to grab a uh, poutine, and um, <laughs> but the, but it wasn't like OG cheese curds, so he was like, actually, sorry, he came all this way. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, Zion went back for his family. Uh, um, Harold went back for uh, for his family as well. Lou Williams went was in a strip club. Um, Alan, well, he was what, going for a funeral as well while he was out to be. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. And that actually is a super important part of it. And, you know, it is, the, the context is important here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, so, Alan, what do you think about that? Like, or is it just as far as the players being in the bubble and then one person breaking it? And then what do you think an appropriate action to that is? I don't see that's the thing. I don't I don't know. I don't think finding them is the right thing. But like it was silly. I think him like yes, I think he had to go out for the funeral, but like that that's stopping to get food at these places. <laughs> and of all places, like I got contact strip club and then to be photographed too. It just it just screams like uh it, like um just lack of responsibility. And yeah. just seeing him respond to those tweets where he's just like, yo, 15 years, this is all you can get. I mean, I'm like, no, but dude, you're, you're in a bubble. You understand what you're doing. You're putting not just like your health at risk. You're putting the entire league at risk, all the players, all the people who are attached to this when you do things like that. And it was just kind of silly for him to just like kind of go, whatever, you know, just a, <clears throat> a small kind of thing. But it's like, like, don't you have handlers to get something like that? If you, I don't know, there must be a different way to get that type of food into like the, the bubble. If that's something you like, you desperately need If This was some type of ode to like some type of past relationship or friendship that you had with that person or something like that. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't think fine is the thing. I think, yeah, definitely just, I like how they uh, swiftly did the quarantine and kind of kept them away from the rest of the squad. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you just hope that players don't kind of break it uh, more often as uh, these next three months go, go ahead. Yeah. I, so I think it's a good point on the fine. Like I've never really, you know, I, I think since I've been an NBA fan, I was never really happy to see someone get fined ever. And I think I've actually, that's moved on to, I'm fairly anti fine. 
because I think that I think there's just a lot of problematic issues to going after a player's paycheck. Um, it's particularly with, within the league and, and kind of a how incentives are structured around money and contracts, you know, are sometimes vague in terms of like decorum and what's expected, uh, particularly in terms of like behavior. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I'm fairly anti-fine. I think that will send the wrong message, but uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty pro quarantine and, and pro not compromising any type of safety, which I think that uh, the NBA will do. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I don't know if I would be opposed to like a, like a, like a, a regular season game suspension type thing, mm-hmm. but I guess that amounts to money as well. Well, I think even if they like, if they miss a game, I feel like once the, if they break this during the, when the season starts, they're going to have, they're going to be missing some games. So I think yeah. it definitely does so, come down to it. So I don't know, maybe, <clears throat> yeah, down the line, uh, do you add another game later on? Like, you know, once like, okay, your quarantine's over, but you still have to miss like a game within the thing just to kind of get it through their heads. Like this, this is serious, you know? Yeah. Right. And then there's also the other angle, <clears throat> which I feel is like, this is such an insane scenario and it's so difficult. And the yeah. players are being asked to do so much, you know, I think with the, who knows what's going to happen with the with the NFL, but we've already seen how the MLB is doing it and some of the problems that are arising there with the Miami Marlins. Yeah. But I think to keep this thing functioning at the highest level, you really need the buy-in of all of the players. So I think to come down on Lou Williams in a really aggressive fashion might not be the right move. Um, mm. because you want to keep this thing safe and you want to be, I, I hope that it's a bit more like, are you aware of what your mistake is? And then if you can like, I don't know, like not prove that, but like, I think it's important that everybody understands that. This is yeah, an acknowledgement. It's what you hope. Um, McCready, where are you at? Like this, uh, this Lou will bubble break. Do you think it has like big ramifications or it's just a funny story um, or what? Yeah, I don't. I mean, as long as he doesn't test positive, it doesn't have any long-term ramifications. I think pretty much everything Alan said, I kind of uh, agree with, and I think the punishment kind of makes sense. Like the punishment is you have to go, you are quarantining for the maximum amount of time that they deem is um, a way to ensure safety, because you know it's to look at it as you know uh, under lou williams's guys of just i just dropped in to grab some wings and left it seems a little excessive but at the same time we don't know exactly everything that happened on this trip at this point that's right um, we don't know if he was there a little bit longer we don't know if he did other things because he, he kind of lost the benefit of the doubt in terms of where his story is at so i don't know i feel like for everyone's safety for him to quarantine until he's better is or not better, but confirmed to be not a threat to anyone else is uh, pretty practical. And uh, yeah, that's all. I mean, I don't think you necessarily have to give anyone any games, but if anyone does that again, you're, you know, you're quarantining for 10 days. If if you are quarantining for 10 days, once the games start playing, you're going to miss four games at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I guess the, just the sheer like logistical nature of what's going on is almost like punishment enough. And yeah, if you're caught, messing around then it's kind of like well sorry you just kind of shot yourself in the foot uh and you know it's interesting too because he is a vital part of a contending team of a contending team sorry but uh yeah okay last question uh last nba question um we'll stick with you mccready um right so uh, this i think is a fun one and and they can be different people as well who did who did you forget about like you sheer you forgot that they existed (laughs) And then when the bubble came back, you're like, oh, my God, them. And also, who are you happiest to see again on camera? And they can be the same person or different people. I mean, it's kind of the same. And we talked about them earlier. I mean, I kind of I didn't imagine the bowl bowl was going to factor into anything this year at all. I had kind of forgotten the ball bowl bowl existed. He is the perfect NBA 2K player because he is so tall and tall is so important in that game. Yep. Um, and he's mobile and he can shoot three. So he's exactly everything that you want. Um, yeah. I mean, 
if, I mean, Michael Porter looking great, Bull Bull looking great. I think we talked about earlier how, um, or Freddie, you mentioned that how, whichever team is the healthiest will go the furthest in this bubble. And I think depth is very important. Yep. Um, and uh, Denver didn't have the greatest of depth. So, but now if those, if those two are, you know, I don't know if I'd trust Bull in a playoff series, but at least like, you know, something serviceable, something interesting, something different that you could pull out of a playoff series if you get desperate. That's something uh, that's advantageous to Denver. So maybe Bull Bull is my answer to both those questions. Okay. That's, uh, those are both good answers. Uh, Alan, what about you? Who is, uh, who is someone you kind of were, you forgot existed? Yeah. And then who's someone you were happy to see? Um, <laughs> Uh, I think going back to that Portland game, just seeing Nurkic and then Whiteside beside each other. <laughs> I'm like, that oh, was, yeah. That oh, yeah. 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 It was a double oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, Nurkic is, is on that team. I'm like, oh, yeah, Hassan Whiteside. I'm like, oh, that's not going to work out. I'm like, are they <laughs> having these two? Like, I, and I saw Nurkic working on that three, trying to extend his range. I'm like, they're just going to clog up, you know, that, that key. And they don't have enough time to figure out their high-low actions. They're never going to know who's where. They're not going to feed off each other. They're pretty much just kind of like very superfluous as far as like what they do. And um, yeah, it would just kind of see funny to see that kind of redundancy uh, out there. I remember on a Raptors home opener years ago, the Raptors played the Cleveland Cavaliers and they had just acquired Shaq and they started this lineup that was Shaquille at center and Zadrunas Ilgoskis at power forward. And that the Raptors is, ran away with it. Bargnani had a huge game and everyone felt great about the Raptors for 24 hours. I mean, that makes perfect sense because that lineup is downright insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, although, you know, it was like Elgowskis could shoot the three, although I think it might've been pre-analytics era. So Elgowskis might've been like legit, like just standing on the line, hitting long twos for like seven years. Most likely. Um, and I mean, who are they going to defend? You know, Elgoskis and Shaq, you know, against Bosch and his prime and his speed was outrageous. Um, yeah, totally. Bosch, prime Bosch was like absolutely ballistic. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my answer for this question is uh, kind of like a double, uh, a double injury return. So one is actually Nurkic and not because he picked a fight with, um, with Serge, but, I just really like that Nurkic. I don't know. It's nice that not only is his gruesome leg injury healed, but also at the same time, he's kind of like back and being feisty. Uh, and I thought it was just nice to watch someone's kind of like, like after all this time, you know, use this opportunity to like release their competitive spirit. So mm-hmm. that was fun, even though it was kind of like in a chippy bully way. Like I would well, I mean that's Nurkic's game as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Like he wants part of his game is like he's like, I kinda elbow people and shoulder them and I'm so excited to do that again. Uh which which to me was kind of just like fun. Um and then I think the other one was um just seeing kind of like the first game the Raptors played. Seeing Kyle, like he was the person who made me the happiest, like seeing him talk to Russ and James and he actually even seeing Mike D'Antoni it was, was kind of nice. Like that very first game, I, I had a lot of feelings because it was just nice to see, I don't know, all, all, all these really kind of guys that I thought would, like D'Antoni was someone who I thought might legit be like, I can't, I can't come. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, I, I think that's where I'm at. Uh, let's uh, let's do some quickish questions. Uh, I know um, I know Alan had to step away for a sec, uh, but I feel like he'll he'll hop back on in the quickish questions, right? Oh yeah, sure. I, so. I can't speak for him, but yeah, yeah you know what? Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll he'll like when he knows the times right, he'll be back. <laughs> Great. But uh, yeah, uh, if if you're down, McCready, we'll we'll fire some up and. Uh, and Duncan will fire. I, I got to make sure to keep using Duncan and McCready. Yeah. Yeah. Please. That, that, that's going to be big for the flow of this, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's, let's move on to some quickest questions. Quickish quickish question. This is amazing. Um, Shout out to McCready for opening up 
uh, quickish questions to the uh, Toronto improv community, oh. um, which has made this, this segment much more explosive. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we should, we should have a, a healthy dose of fun, quickish questions. Uh, <clears throat> Alan knows how it works. So if he comes back, he'll hop sure. right in. Um, oh, I think I heard him. Uh, wait, did I hear him? Alan, is that you? I think so. He's back, baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what so I'm quick, looking at. Quickish questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're looking at a version of like Alan. It's kind of looks like the Michael Jackson, like back against the wall cover. <laughs> but, um, okay. Let's, uh, let's go. Uh, Alan McCready Duncan. Sound good. All right. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So Alan, you're first up. Oh, wait, you know what? I got to do my shitty explanation. I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. <laughs> I'm going to be unclear. Uh, that's okay. You have to answer the question as quick as humanly possible. Don't phone a friend, Matt Duncan. All right. Uh, you know, no. Yeah, no. You don't stall, okay? No stall. Oh, Matt shit. Dun- you watch, you watch how Matt Duncan does it. Yeah, I am a bit yeah, of a staller. Like I'm a bit of a staller. Bit of a staller. Yeah, I'm going to be like Jerry Lawler in Memphis in 1985. Just nonstop stalling. I don't get anything started. <laughs> Honestly, I really appreciate the age of that reference. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, yeah, the, the, that that ref, that reference is for nobody in the world. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, that no that that reference is for like uh, oh, I messed I messed up my own joke. I was gonna say uh, the, the famous comedian, but I could only think of uh, the the man who played Gollum, Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the famous comedian who fought Jerry Lawler? Andy oh, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. <laughs> Andy Circus. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Quick questions is off to uh, just a, <laughs> a huge start. Andy Circus, Andy Kaufman. Who knows who's more relevant, right? They could be the same person. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Honestly, Kaufman would do that, and so would Circus. Yeah. <laughs> Does it count as stalling if I answer all my questions as Gollum? <laughs> no, that just counts as like a hardcore token fan, um, <laughs> and someone should fly you down to Hobbiton, New Zealand. Check all it right, out. I'm into it. Okay, here we go. Um, Alan, OG and Nick Nurse just celebrated their birthdays. What birthday present would you give them? Uh, monogram towels with their initials on them. That's OG, a great A, present. and NN. That'd be cool. Ooh. Uh, okay, uh, McCready. If yep. you were in charge, how would you design the Raptors' background video board? What will it show when the Raptors make a bucket, win a game, ETC? Um, it'll show, oh, wow, that's a great question. It will show um, uh, Doug Christie highlights from the 16 and 58 Raptor season. Good, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, this one's coming for Duncan. Okay. And it's actually for you. Oh, wow. How much wood burgers <laughs> would a woodchuck haze <laughs> chuck if a woodchuck haze could chuck wood? Burgers. Wow. Um, wow. Thank you for that uh, question. And I would say. I fucking hate the Toronto improv community, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> uh, I would say it's going to be just one burger or chuck or whatever it is. And But here's the thing it's a weighted sandwich, if you've ever heard of how they do that. So it's a very massive, huge burger where they put a weight on it and shrink it down. So it's just like a little bite sized thing. But it's got, you know, 8,000 calories. Slowest answer, but weirdest answer. So honestly, (laughs) you you win. Um, Okay, Alan, uh, what food would you violate the bubble for? Did you see those Magic City wings? Uh, I did see those wings. And then a part of me was like, I sort of get it. I sort of get it. I sort of get what was what that was about. It was like that lemon pepper sauce. Maybe those wings. Yeah, bring those on. <laughs> wait, what, 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 wait, would you leave the bubble for the same thing Lou Williams left it for? Uh, I would do it like uh, uh, Montrez Harrell, and I'll meet the Uber the Eats guy at the, uh, the the gate. But then I would like I, I should have just I should have just left anyways. You know, that same type of thing where I would like try to go right at the edge of the bubble, get my stuff, and then they'd be like, "Hey, what's going on?" I'm like, "Yeah, you caught me red-handed." <laughs> oh, I like that. So you have like an exit plan. Like, I wasn't going to go all the way to Magic City. I didn't. See, no picture. Sun is yeah. bad. Okay, McCready. Um, and yes. here's the funny part. We're just starting the Toronto Improv community. So that other hilarious question, just a classic uh, 
COD question. Wow. Oh my get, God. Yeah. It's actually legit going to get silly now. Here we go. Great. Um, which basketball player feels like the best role model? Also, who's your favorite bad boy? Wow. Who's my favorite bad boy? Does that go outside of basketball as well? Because I might have to uh, answer like uh, uh, like one of the Corys or something. Um, uh, fa- uh, best basketball role model? Um, oh, Shane Battier. Uh, go back in the day. He always seemed like a really nice guy who had everything kind of put together. Uh-huh. Played the game the right way. Um, uh, handsome and tall. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. a lot of players. Um, and the bad boy, well, I'll have to go back uh, all the way to 1979. Um, Continental Wrestling, Larry Zabisco. Uh, always poking eyes and causing trouble. God damn you, Zabisco. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Duncan. Yes. How do you feel about Space Jam 2? Um, I'll be honest with you, I still haven't gotten through Space Jam 1. So, whoa, yeah, so I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel. Yeah, favorite dunk or play of all time? Uh, favorite dunk, uh, in game or anywhere? There's no specificity in the question, so it's all you, man. Ooh, I think uh, dunk of death, probably, or the other Vince Carter dunk when he dunked on Alonzo Mourning, where he just scooped it around his back and just bodied him. Something about that was just like the transference of energy and physics. And it was, it was just a beautiful thing to watch. Just poetry. McCready. Yeah. What is basketball? What is basketball? Basketball is a way of life. Correct. Duncan, <laughs> if you were to add anything to the Orlando bubble, what would you add? Restaurants, animals, ETC. <sighs> wow. They don't have all this stuff in the bubble. I thought they were at Disneyland. Um, okay. Well, I would, uh, you know, I would add, uh, obviously if they're leaving the bubble and they're willing to risk their lives for chicken wings at a strip club, let's get that strip club in the bubble here. <laughs> oh, I like it. Your voice went high. That was good. My, that was my, good. <laughs> Yeah, Alan. you were like a dad announcing that we were going to McDonald's. When yeah. You said that. <laughs> and then we're going to DQ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, minivan goes crazy. Um, Alan, yeah. uh, if you were stuck in the jungle and and in his physical prime shack were hunting you like the predator, like Arnold, or where Arnold was being hunted by the predator, how would you fight back? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd put myself uh, 10 feet away like a free throw. And I'd cut a, a ditch, and you'd have to get me just through like a, a, a slight, a slight ch- a chuck of some type of weapon, and he couldn't do it. It'd be too, it'd be too much for him. I like that. <laughs> and then you'd suggest like I could teach you underhand, and he'd be like, "No, <laughs> uh, McCready, if you could change any rule in basketball, which rule would you change, and why?" Oh, a non-silly question. Um, I would change uh, the charge rule. I would change it so. Um, the player has to be set before the other player takes off from the ground. Um, I know it's upon like uh, a point of the, the player has to be stopped by point of collision, but I feel like it's uh, dangerous. I feel like it's not a real basketball play, and I feel like um, it uh, it penalizes in a way uh, players that can dunk from far away from the basket, and we don't want to do that. Fair. Oh, well, uh, Duncan, what's your odds on the Raptors going back to back? Um, well, I want to give them really good odds, Freddie. Okay, so uh, I'm going to say 4 1. Okay. Alan, if the Raptors could add any Disney character to their starting five, who would have maximum impact? No superheroes. Uh, Goofy, that length. Oof. Ooh, yeah, good. I like that. Goofy's hands got too. some Rodman in him. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, McCready. Yes. If it's called basketball, then why are there clearly no baskets or balls? Ask Pass. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Folks. You, you just got to pass on that question, which means the question was too jokey. Um, okay, uh, 
Uh, McCready, should the applause meter have stretch uh, have stretch goals which physically impact the court? The applause meter should have. Sorry, I'm not understanding this question. I read it very poorly. Uh, <laughs> should the applause meter? Yes. Have stretch goals which physically impact the court. I don't know what stretch goals is. Like, is it stretched like the the rim to make the the ball easy, like the 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 basket larger? I guess I just don't know what a stretch goal is. I I'm regretting using my pass. <laughs> um, uh, yes, the answer is yes. It should have stretch goals. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, <laughs> Duncan, why yeah. haven't why haven't they figured out how to set the balls on fire mid game like an NBA Jam? That came out in the '90s, and we're still waiting. Um, well, they have to. They're, they're still working on the gloves that players are going to have to wear to handle the ball, which they <laughs> yeah, the glove technology. What's the this guy get it? <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Alan, um, who is the toughest guy in the NBA? Uh, Robert Tractor Trailer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> R.I.P. Tractor Trailer. Still the toughest man alive. Uh, McCready, which yes. Raptor would you put forth in the toughest guy in the NBA competition? This, this well, I mean, if James Johnson was still on a team, I'd put him in. Um, but, uh, oh, uh, I guess Ibaka. It has to be Ibaka, right? That mm-hmm. guy wants yep. to fight everybody. Tough background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ibaka. I wouldn't want to fight Ibaka. He'd be the last guy I want to fight. Hell yeah. Uh, Duncan, mm. is is there or is there not a rule that says dogs can't play basketball? Is there a rule or is there is not there a rule? Is there or is there not I don't a think rule? there is. I think that's, uh, I think they can. There's no rule against dogs playing basketball. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alan, which lineup would you rather have all in their, uh, in their Raptors prime, not career prime or another team? Uh, we got, uh, Sorry, let me just, I got to extend this question. <clears throat> Kawhi. Okay. Kawhi, McGrady, Stoudemire, Siakam, Antonio Davis Ooh. versus Vince, DeMar, Kyle, Bosch, Ibaka. Raptors uh, Primes. Raptors Primes? Ooh, Team A. Team A? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I thought you said like Timmy, like Timmy or something. I was like, who's Timmy? Um, <laughs> His classic South Park inter- inter- well, impersonation. Like Towie. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad at South Park. Okay, uh, here we go. Um, McCready. Yes. What will OG put Serge on next? Oh, because he's put him on scarves and um, what else do you put him on? Hats? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, put him on hats, scarves, lots of stuff. Um, I think, uh, uh, oh, the amazing race. They'll be an amazing team and they'll win. They would be <laughs> such a good team. Uh, oh, I'd love it. Duncan, was Lou in it for the chicken or the nudity? No, you, he's in it. The, the chicken must be really good there. I've heard, I keep hearing that strip clubs have, like, people go there for food. So I think these chicken wings were worth it. Okay. Also, like, Magic City is, like, notoriously, like, one of, like, like the bigger strip clubs within the uh, the African American experience, so it's like him going to like uh, uh, what's it? Uh, uh, t- was it Table Five? What's the one in Toronto? That uh, the real sport? Yeah, real sports, but like times a thousand. Kind right. Of oh wow! So it's like it's a good spot to be at, like especially yeah. if you're Lou Williams. It's like, oops, the chicken there happened to be really amazing, uh, yeah, but you also <laughs> went there for the atmosphere. Let's yeah, be yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Um. So uh, is this is uh, Alan? I think it's you next. Yeah. Uh, okay, this one's a bit of a monologue. Um. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read you uh, the end here, uh, <laughs> and it's just in relation to Kyle Lowry in general. Um. So he's just this this person just going through every all the little kind of intricate, cool, smart. Kyle thinks and then he asks uh, is is he Kyle a crafty genius or is this uh, writer just kind of overthinking all of the amazing stuff that Kyle does oh Kyle's uh, of course a crafty genius he's uh, you know the craftiest genius mighty mouse 
uh, powerhouse mitochondria type uh, basketball player we got in this league, and we're lucky to have him. Wow, that's a that's an action packed answer, <laughs> uh, McCready. Yes. Uh, remember NBA Jam? Please share. Yes, a memory of- I was reminded of it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Please share a memory of someone you played that with as a kid was the kid weird not weird did he come over just to play your video game vice versa etc unfortunately when i was playing nba jam i didn't have a friend to come over i was in french immersion i lived out of area from all the other kids and i rented in the summer i didn't have any friends um so the answer is myself i played against me and i was weird cheers that's a very real answer very Uh, real very sad (laughs) <laughs> Very, but you know what? You've grown up to be the best goddamn overhead thirty percent shooter in the world. So, uh, Duncan, yes, um, uh, I won't say their their full name uh, because I don't want to. I don't want to get them in any danger. But uh, Nicole says, "Who do you know that has a crush on me?" On Freddie? Nope, on them. Uh. <laughs> So, th- so someone you don't know, who do you know who has a crush on them? Oh, God. Uh, I'd like to uh, pass this one to Matt McCready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel uh, like you might have I a better... The only people... I guess I know I know Freddie Rivas has a crush on Nicole Passmore. Right. Uh, yes. Oh. Different Nicole, though, you know? So <laughs> we'll never know. Um, okay. Uh, I think, uh, Alan, we got a couple more questions here. Um yeah, three more exactly. So, uh, Alan, do refs still cheat? No, everyone cheats. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> McCready. <laughs> Is Matt Thomas's three-point prowess worth putting him on the floor even though he's a mediocre defender? Should he play decent minutes in the bubble? Um, I, I think uh, against the right matchup, yes. If the other team has um, a player that you know, if the other team has a player like OG Ananobi, who uh, you can kind of put him on, but you don't necessarily have to worry about him creating or him creating isn't uh, the worst poison, then yeah, you could put uh, uh, Matt Thomas out there a bit. I don't think he should start, but I think he could definitely do some damage when Mark or Kyle are on the floor and can take advantage of his, uh, his uh, crafty shooting. Okay, I like it. Uh, last question, uh, Duncan. Oh boy. Who would win in a basketball one-on-one? Justin Timberlake or JC Chasez? Chasez? I did Google who that was. Also in NSYNC. Oh, okay. JC? Yeah, JC. I don't know. I guess they have full names. <laughs> um is that the guy with is that the guy with the, the hair in instant? Which one's that? Which one's it's that? It's basically the way I think about this question is <laughs> Who would win in a one-on-one competition? Justin Timberlake or one of the other? Uh, uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I'll go with JT. I'll go with JT. Yeah, JT. Come on, right? Like, we don't even know the other guy's name. I still want to know who that guy is. Google Uh, him. America's Best Dance Crew Judge, seasons one to three. Are we? Oh, man. Okay. We know who you're voting for. (laughs) Oh, oh, sorry, Alan. I mean, oh, yes. uh, What a good judge. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, buddies that's the pod Um, thank you so much for for doing it Um, Alan thank you for having me no problem man Um, Alan I'll go to you first Uh, what's what's up in your life what's going on Um, where can people you know like we'll we'll plug your stuff but uh, what do you want people to know right now um I got, I got I got that other pod, uh, Blow the Harvard guys. We're going to have you on. We do these uh, fantasy franchise drafts. So kind of like that question that you gave me there with like scenario-wise, who's the better uh, Raptor team? We did one of those. Amazing. And, uh, so well, where can people find that? Uh, you can find that on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, I believe Bandcamp, uh, pressbasketball.ca. You can find everything on there too as well. Sweet. Uh, yeah, search it up. Find me on socials, uh, the Alan Shane on Twitter and Alan Shane on Instagram. Uh, were there were there any major uh, controversies in the you, you've done the all time Raptors so far? Right? Y- yeah, um, uh, there was a Leandro Barbosa moment where, <laughs> Ooh. yeah, where he kind of went up high, and the rest of the uh, the people participants were just like, okay, all right, that's. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to that podcast, and um, I have to say, Alan, I think your team could take it. I think I think so. I think I, I did a a good job looking at uh, stats, and by stats, I meant just went to points. <laughs> and I looked at people in their eyes and 
think I got a, a well-balanced team, you know, Hakeem running the, running the, running the show. The big stat. Compared to all the other stats, points. <laughs> you know what? Daryl Morey will tell you that's not important, but I say it's important. <laughs> uh, McCready, what's up? Uh, what are you doing? What do you got going on? I mean, honestly, these days I'm mostly listening to Alan's podcast. Um, I would check it out. It's very good. Uh, honestly, not nothing. Nothing is happening in my life right now. I'm kind of uh, enjoying my first year of retirement, uh, stealing a year away from my mid seventies, and uh, <laughs> just kind of uh, trying to stay stay healthy. Yeah, that's that's my big thing too. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay healthy, virus free, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Well. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for the pod. Um, everyone, share, subscribe. Uh, the you know next pod is going to come at you with some actual meaningful games under the belt. So you know things are going to pick up, and uh, me and me and Matt Dunkey will be making some fun announcements soon. And uh, for sure, go check out uh, Alan's pod. Um, we'll make sure to post that as well. It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.